Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Welcome. You're listening to a Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning, but before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for today, and we thank you for another opportunity to grow in you spiritually, Lord, and to become closer to you, God. We ask that you'll bless this episode, Lord, that you'll cause us to understand all that you have for us, Lord. Minister to the listeners and to our partners, God, that you bless them and that you continue to guide them throughout their days lord and we just thank you for those things in jesus name amen in amen. jesus almighty name we pray amen and amen well good morning and welcome everyone We're glad to have you with us as we continue our study in ephesians here in oh well, in the word so this morning we're moving forward into chapter two where he's continuing to discuss the work set forth in and through Christ. All right? Okie dokie. Okay. So could I get a volunteer to read verses 1 through 13, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. And you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath just as the others. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up together, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus." that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For he, for we are his workmanship, creating Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Therefore remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands, that at the time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Amen. All right, so before we open it up, I just want to say this one thing, right? And it's important for us to understand this. A couple episodes back, we were talking about the will of God, right? And so Paul explains what the will of God is. And then he prays for spiritual understanding, right? That their, the eyes of their understanding would be opened or enlightened, depending on your translation. Okay? Yes. Yes. But here is a continuation, if you will, of all that was purposed in the will of God and how he chose to redeem us. Or, or I'll say, where we not started out as, but 
what happened, the state we, re- we ended up in, which was separation from the Lord. Mm-hmm. But also in his will was his plan on restoration. And he's continuing that here. Okay? okay. Yes. So at this time, we're going to open the floor and give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I would. All right, LaCharles. What the Lord was sharing with me is inside the first verse and how we have to understand where Paul talks about how we were dead through our sins and trespasses. And the Lord was just reminding me that the first thing that we have to recognize is that without Christ, we were actually, we were dead inside of ourselves, meaning that we didn't have any life in us or inside the actions that we were doing. And the Lord just reminded me of this is not just when we're doing the blatantly obvious wrong thing that Paul's referring to. This is also referring to when we go about doing what the Lord wants us to do just because we're dead in our actions and we're we're not walking and moving forward in life. Though we may outwardly be giving the perception of doing the right thing Mm -hmm. because that's how people perceive it, we're not doing the right thing. The example um, that Deji always give us is that you say you can tell the truth, but the way you say it also has a big bearing on how you mean it. Absolutely. You can say the exact same words, but have two totally different meanings by the way you say it. And the same is true in our own lives. The way we go about doing actions convey what we think and transform something that would outwardly be good into evil. And that's why Christ says that he doesn't base what his perceptions on what he sees. Because so he knows the thoughts and intents or intentions of the heart. Yes. So, so when you say, well, what you were referencing that I talk about, right? And how you say or act or do, right? Yes. Shows what you think. Well, it's more about what's in the heart, right? As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Yes. 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 So let's understand that fully there, right? Um, but also, with what you were saying, there's there's two elements to, to consider. One is that we were born into sin and under the curse, right? So yes. it wasn't just about our, our righteous deeds or actions, right? The Lord makes that very plain in Isaiah and states what our righteousness is as. And at best, he says, filthy rags. At best. So, something to consider. But what, is, what did Jesus say during his time on the earth? Who are my mother and my brothers? Those who do the will of my father. Those who do the will of my father. Okay, so are we doing his will? Right? Again, as we were said at the beginning of this episode, it all kind of circles right back to the will of the Lord. Yes. So, are we doing his will fully? Right, Because like a, a parent to a child, which is the structure that the Lord created for his will, he'll be our God and we'll be his people, is we can do, if, our, if a parent says, go clean your room, yes, we can clean our room. Is it really clean? Have we really done it to the extent and the level, the standard that's required? Have we followed all the instructions? Did we carefully place whatever was out of order, in rightful order? Did we throw it around or slam it around or throw it in the trash and try to get rid of it? 
Do we try to stuff or stash or hide? All things that all children have done, right? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I did it when I was a child, and my parents reprimanded me and then some because that's what was required. Because then there is also teaching and training and equipping for later on in life when, guess what? My parents weren't standing right over my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. So uh, I bring this up because it matters. It matters to our, our natural parents, but if it matters to our natural parents, how much more so our Heavenly Father? A lot more. Mm-hmm. Eternally more. At <laughs> the highest levels more. Right? We're, yes. su- we're supposed to be conformed to the image of Christ. Right? Yes. yes. Which, what's in Him? Oh, wait. if you've seen Him, you've seen the Father. So it's the same character, nature, and attributes. And that's what we're supposed to be exemplifying here on this earth. Does everybody get that and understand it? Yes. So how we do things demonstrate what's in our heart. And what's in our heart is what comes out of it, right? Is yes. shows what's in it and what our treasure is. Yes, Dan. Yes, so, Dan. continue, sir. So with that, the Lord was also showing me, um, if he continued to verse 2, then he talks about it and how it he's really referring to the same thing and where he talks about being sons of disobedience. The Lord reminded me that there was times I thought I was doing actions that the Lord, that I thought were righteous and looked good and um, portrayed my piety <laughs> and how the Lord had to remind me that be, if he does not say to do it, it's still disobedience. While outwardly may look like it's a good action or we're not necessarily necessarily doing something that's wrong or doing something that's against God, if he doesn't tell us to do it, it's the exact same. And we have to realize that and recognize it and talk about it, not from a viewpoint of, okay, this is what I'm going to do, but I'm not going to do anything about it. And how Dad, you talked to us about saying that it has to start talking about it but then it has to produce effort and change it's not just talking about how you want to change but you never change there actually has to be actions along with it and that's what we can see here is that he's talking about how you had to recognize first that you were dead without christ and then move forward not just sitting there saying okay i'm dead i'm lost and do nothing about it but we have to move forward in what the lord has for us um that's something that the lord talks to me also is that i can come to him about what i've done wrong but to do the wrong action twice means i know exactly what i'm doing mm-hmm. and i don't want to change well amen to that um the lord has created um and his his great love as the scripture says here and his mercy on us and his plan he's created a detailed um, plan for all of us which is what verse 10 tells us For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Uh, Hebrews 4.3 tells us that the works were finished from the foundation of the world. So in this, it means that God has created a detailed plan for our lives for us to walk, start to finish with him. And he's already lined out the things that he wants LeCharles to do that will please him. (laughs) And there's... As, as you referenced about um, <clears throat> verse 2, 
um, in, in which you once walked according to the course of this world. Walking is talking about how you live your life. Amen. And comparing that with God has planned a plan for you, a way for you to live your life. He's already detailed how he wants you to live your life. And before you were in Christ, you were living your life the way you thought you should. And that's walking by the course of this world. The, li- the world lives without regard t- to God, without regard to what's right or wrong, without regard to what pleases the Father, but only by what they think, what they see, what they feel, what they want. And um, as as the scripture, verse three lines out, um, among whom we also, also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh, lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. So he's saying that the comparison is to no longer struggle with whose will am I going to choose, but come on over here and get in line with with this detailed um, plan that God has already worked out for you that will not only um, please him, but it'll bless your life. And then not doing it because you are afraid to go to hell or Uh, I mean, walking in the plan with God, not doing that out of fear, not doing it out of um, rote or um, putting the putting on a play, if you will, you you pretend like you're doing something, but your heart is totally away from God and just doing actions that have no, no life or love of God behind them. So what we'd say is going through the motions. Exactly. Exactly. But from a, a, an awareness and an understanding of the value of what Christ did for you. Uh, the value of what God did for you through Jesus Christ and what he welcomed you into, what he delivered you from, so that you walk with him in the predestined, um, the good works which he prepared beforehand for you to walk in, that you do it with joy in your heart, with a a full, open uh, perception, understanding, and valuation that it matters, it's good, and it's for your good. It's a pure benefit. It's not control. It's not um, force. It's not uh, a drawback or being in restraints. It's something that you do by by clear understanding, which is what Paul was talking about in Ephesians chapter one, that you would have the spirit of wisdom and the revelation of the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in his in in the saints, that you would see the life that God planned for you and you would see it as a glorious inheritance, that you see it as your hope, that you understand it with full knowledge and you understand the exceeding greatness of his power and the love that he's bestowed on you by allowing you and giving you this destiny plan to walk in so that you don't have to try to figure it out on your own and you don't feel, um, I will say immature, but also misunderstanding of what the Lord desires, what he's done and what he is doing for you so that you're able to flourish because that's all the Lord desires is that we flourish in him and that we're able to one day be fully restored to our heavenly place with him as meaning, meaning it's not, um, not in the future any longer, but it's present and upon us. When, when the trumpet sounds, right, the twinkling of the eye, when the rapture happens, or you leave this earth and go home to be with the Lord, that you indeed get to be with the Lord. Yes. Amen. Layla? What the Lord was showing me um, before we started recording this morning, I was looking in the book of Leviticus, and I noticed that 
Um, in chapter 23, it talked about the day of atonement. And then afterward came the year of Jubilee. And Paul is mm. um, delineating something similar in verses in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 through um, 13 of how we were beforehand um, and then how we were after. And when you go back and look at Leviticus, they couldn't hold the year of Jubilee until there had been atonement for the sin of Israel. Amen. There had been a... Um, a removing, but for for particularly in Leviticus, they could only cover it. It wasn't mm-hmm. possible, but that the blood of bulls and goats could totally erase the sin. It just made a covering. But for Jesus, the day of atonement was when he was crucified. He spent three days or three nights in Sheol and then rose again and ascended to power. That completely removed the sin. And then afterwards, we are experiencing the year of Jubilee. And another thing that the Lord pointed out to me that was interesting was concerning the what happened in the year of jubilee for slaves they were able to go back to their inheritance if they wanted to but if they did not the person that owned them put a, a hole in their ear with an awl and what the lord showed me was that he put us in here we're now living in the time of the year of jubilee and we have the choice to return to our inheritance to turn back to the lord to come back to what he has for us, or we can choose to remain a a slave to sin. Mm -hmm. And Paul is saying something similar here in Ephesians. You have a choice to make. Um, God is not going to force you to go to heaven, and he's not going to force you to go to hell either. You make the choice on your own, and you're accountable for the choice that you make. But he has, in fact, set you free, and he's made his blood available for anyone and everyone who will apply it to their own lives. So just because Jesus died on the cross doesn't mean that your sins come under that blood without your willing cooperation, your willing um, draw on it, uh, request of that to take place. If you're like, no, I don't, some people hate Jesus and they don't want his blood on their life and they refuse it and reject it. Because that's the, literally, I mean, that may sound far-fetched to us because we are lovers of God and we love the Lord Jesus Christ and this is who we are. But there are people that literally feel that way. And the blood of Jesus isn't applied for them. It's available, but they didn't take it. So you have to willingly take and receive. And by take, I don't mean like you're wrestling out of God's hands or anything because there's no need for that. But receiving, accepting what he has done and applying it to your personal life and be free. Yes. I love that. I love that you shared that, Layla, uh-huh. that Amen. we're in perpetual jubilee and rejoicing in the inheritance that we have in the Lord. I promise you had something, sweetheart. Well, as everybody has, I'll make this quick because for the sake of time, everybody has mentioned so far um, in a way about grace and the Lord was reminding me, of, especially inside of where Paul had said that because of transgression, grace was applied. And I wanted to draw out the line between grace and forgiveness as in how they're similar. And the Lord is reminding me of Matthew six fourteen, where it says, For if you forgive men for their trespasses, your heavenly Father will forgive you. Mm-hmm. And for the sake of time, I won't read the rest of it. But the same applies if you don't forgive people. If you don't forgive them, the Lord can't forgive you. And the same applies for grace. And how we have to be willing and willing to apply grace to everybody else. So not only so that we can actually get it ourselves, but also we have to come from a place of love. And Lord mentioned a year of Jubilee and how we can, we have a choice to 
um, stay inside of sin or come to God in the Lord's mind with how um, Galatians, I believe, talks about how hatred is part of sin. Mm-hmm. And how if you hate someone, you can't forgive them. Amen. Amen. It's it's grace and faith, sir. That's that's the difference, right? Grace is simply not receiving what we are rightfully due or owed, right? Well, that yes. grace is receiving something you didn't. Oh, sorry. Mercy. Yes, yes. Correct. I, I had them. I was thinking the other <laughs> I know, one. This that is he didn't your, mention. your statement. I remember what you said. Though. <laughs> yes, Go ahead, Henry. Thank you. So, grace is receiving something we do not deserve and could not earn. Mercy is not receiving what we rightfully are owed or our due or just recompense for our actions, attitudes, and behaviors, what we've done, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So, in there, and as Layla was saying, the Lord has given grace. He has set us free or redeemed us from death, sin, and the curse. Right? Yes. yes. Will we receive it through faith? And what's faith? It's trust. It's believing. Mm-hmm. So he's offered us grace. He said, I've set you free. Will you trust him enough to receive it? And that's the question for all of us. And then also, see your neighbor here. Will you allow other people to enter in? Because mm-hmm. if this is the path that I walked, I got set free. I needed that grace. Then what's the likelihood that my neighbor needs the same grace? Amen. The same opportunity to be set free. And the same thing that happened to me is God is working in them. Because he was talking to a collective body here. And include he included himself in this as well. This was my transformation. This is what God did for me and brought me near. This is your transformation. This is what God's doing for you all and bringing you near. So then, what Even is today. He doing? Amen. So this <laughs> is also how we Ephesus. should see others to offer them grace, as you said, and let mm-hmm. them come into Jesus Christ and be free. Amen. Well, let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right. Promise. Lord, just thank you for today. Just thank you for giving us the opportunity to understand you, Lord, and go into your word and be built up instead of you, Lord. And Lord, I'll just thank you for giving us the ability to be free in you, Lord, that you give us the choice, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.